Welcome to the Family Huddle Podcast. We understand family was God's design, and yet our families can often be the place in our lives where we're the most ungodly. In this podcast, we're hoping you find encouragement from God's Word, as well as practical ways the gospel can touch down in your own life, your home, and your family. We also hope to share some laughter, great stories, and let you know you're not alone, no matter your season or circumstances. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Family Huddle Podcast. It has been a minute since we've been here. Yeah, we've had a little break. We had a little um, siesta here. We did. <laughs> we, we entered the new year um, quietly, mostly because we have four kids at home. So <laughs> trying to recover from the holidays and get back into the swing of things um, in the year 2021 which is proving to be quite tumultuous, <laughs> even as it kicks off, has exactly. been a lot. So we we are quietly uh, re-entering the podcast world, but we're happy about it, and mm-hmm. we're excited to be back with you. And if you haven't been able to listen before, we want to welcome you, and we're glad that you're here. If you have been able to listen, we want to say welcome back. We um, had such a great time in the fall kicking this off and kind of jumping in acting as if we know what we're doing <laughs> as podcast hosts. We're <laughs> sort of learning on the fly. We are. <laughs> but we had a great time. And um, we are so thankful for really some amazing interviews um, with dear friends and people um, at church that we have known a long time or maybe just recently met, but were able to sit down and hear yeah. their story a lot of amazing stories of God's grace and mm-hmm. how he's impacted people's lives that, you know, honestly, being at Grace for almost 15 years, you don't really get to know people um, until, you know, you've been there for a while and you start hearing about um, how people have had a radical encounter with Jesus Christ and um, how it's impacted not only their lives, but their homes, their 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 marriages, their, their kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so really neat stories that have come out that I had no idea And even knowing these people from a distance um, and seeing them in church and passing them through the hallways, you just never know like what's going on in the world until you start like getting to know them more Mm -hmm. and have an opportunity to interview them for a podcast. And a lot comes out. There's like, wow, never knew that. And what a blessing some of these stories have been to uh, people who have listened. Yeah, we're really grateful for every couple that we sat down with that would um, give us their time and, and share some insight into their story. And I felt like... Um, boy, we learned a lot. It was it was a great series, coupled mm-hmm. series that we walked through. So if you um, haven't listened, we'd encourage you to go back and, and pick through some of those because there's some great episodes. But now we are sort of shifting our focus. Um, in the fall, we, we did talk some about marriage, but we did a lot about parenting as well. And yeah. partly because we were doing a parenting class um, that we want to offer every fall for families. But now we're kind of shifting our focus here in the early winter and spring toward marriage. That's right. And so our podcast is going to follow that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're excited about that. And yeah. so I don't know right off the bat, if you aren't married or <laughs> you're hoping to really talk more about parenting, we have good news for you <laughs> because while this is going to be sort of based on marriage, all of the principles that we're talking about are based on the gospel and yes. God's word. Yep. So therefore, they are transferable to virtually any relationship. So Absolutely. don't turn us off yet if you don't want to talk about <laughs> marriage, because I have a feeling that all of these things we're going to be diving into will be up 
you know, they'll, they'll be applicable to your life in some way or another. So without a doubt. Yeah. What we wanted to talk about today um, is we kind of want to start a new thing. So we are doing a marriage class at Grace right now called Reengage. Yeah. It's at both campuses and we've got some virtual groups as well. Yeah, we've had an amazing turnout yes. in regards to the people who have signed up and been a part of the first couple of weeks. And I think this has really struck a chord with a lot mm-hmm. of folks realizing, wow, in the midst of this pandemic, we are spending more time together. And uh, maybe some people have realized, wow, I've got some, some things to work on, not only in my own personal life, but within their most significant relationship mm-hmm. with their spouse. Um, and so we've seen a lot of people come forward, which has been really exciting because yeah. everyone who's married has trouble. Yep. And it says that in First Corinthians 7. Uh, Paul was talking about marriage. He's like, we can be married, and that's great, mm-hmm. but expect that there's going to be trouble along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but the trouble is not meant to break us in the sense of, like, um, you know, create such problems that um, it ruins us. But problems come about to make us better, make us stronger, make us healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, because hopefully problems, holier. Hopefully well. it's holier. Because problems <laughs> reveal things yeah. about our lives that are um, you know, out of alignment with who Christ is. Mm-hmm. And so there's been, uh, for maybe a lot of people, a realigning with Christ, a readjusting of priorities, um, a recommitting to the things that are most important. Because mm-hmm. I think this pandemic has maybe showed some of the things to us that we didn't see before. Mm-hmm. It's been a revealer in, in, mm-hmm. in that case. Um, but it's been exciting to see so many marriages coming um, and signing up for, for re-engage, mm-hmm. um, that it's a safe place for them to come together uh, with others yep. to, to work on, on their marriage. Yeah, we're so grateful. It's such a, we're excited. It's great for our marriage too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just a really fun way, I think, to even one of the couples in our group is in a similar boat with lots of little kids and just not a lot of time for each other away from home. Yeah. Largely because of the pandemic, it just creates issues with babysitters and what's open and, you know, all right. that. So they're viewing re-engage on a Sunday morning is, is kind of their date time together. Yes. Their time they get to really pour into each other. Yeah. And so I love that. But what we're going to do is um, if you're in re-engage, we're hoping that this podcast will be kind of a great supplement on top of what we talk about in, in our groups um, on Sundays. If you're not in re-engage, that's totally okay because you're kind of going to get a bird's eye view of what we're <laughs> talking about anyway. <laughs> Um, but we're kind of going to go just week by week on the topic that we've just discussed. And we're calling this new series Swimming in the Deep End. I love it. And what we mean by that is um, we're going to take a look at a topic that we have talked about and re-engaged. This week is on love. And we're going to just sort of um, go a little bit deeper. And so we're going to pull an aspect of um, the lesson that week. And you and I are kind of going to do a deep dive into that. Um, and so we'll tell you what that is in just a second, but anyway, that's sort of the format that we're going to follow, um, for the next couple months. So let's just kind of get right into it here this week in re-engage, um, lesson one we covered with each other and with our small groups and the big kind of principle or takeaway for this week, the topic was love Yeah. and the principle was recognize your inability to love, <laughs> to kind of love that right out of the gate. Like, yeah. here's the deal. You aren't going to be able to do this. Yeah. And so do you want to just sort of give us a little bit of a recap as to what that's all about? Yeah, I think the one phrase that really stood out to me as we talked with our small group was, um, you know, we talk about love and um, we talk about love being something um, that is blind. 
mm-hmm. right? So if love is blind, then marriage is a real eye-opener. Yeah, right. Eye-opener in the sense that, wow, maybe I'm not, you know, the person I thought I was, mm-hmm. you know, before we got married. Because marriage uh, opens our eyes to some things that maybe in our lives remained hidden uh, are under wraps, mm-hmm. but those things get uncovered in marriage. Mm-hmm. And we can hide things from friends and coworkers and um, maybe even from some of our family members, but we can't hide our stuff from our spouses. Mm-hmm. And they see us for who we really are. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it shows us that we need Christ because we have an inability to love our spouse. Yeah. Um, and so I think that was, was the crux, a lot of what we talked about. And was was just a really great conversation mm-hmm. with some of the other couples that, wow, we come together and we are all um, on the same plane. Mm-hmm. That the ground beneath the cross is level ground, mm-hmm. and what gets exposed is we're just we're sinners in need of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And so we talked about this week um, on this topic that you know there there's a a picture of love that maybe we have seen in culture, mm-hmm. um, maybe even our family of origin. There's so many things that speak into love. Music, mm-hmm. like just tons of ideas that get thrown our way about what love is. But the point of this kind of chapter is that real love yeah. is um, demonstrated and has its origins in God. That's right. And it's demonstrated in the way that he loves us. Mm-hmm. And there's, that's super multifaceted. And so... The idea that, you know, God is the author of marriage. Um, he's the one who who designed it, so therefore he gets to define it. Mm-hmm. And he's called us to a specific kind of love, and it's yeah. a love that's patterned after him. That's right. And so that's why we, in our own flesh, we're in, unable to do that. Mm-hmm. We, You know, he calls us to that, but we fall short of it. Right. And so the beautiful truth in this this first week in this lesson was that yes we will fall short it's impossible for mm-hmm. us in our own own strength to love as God has called us to love however thankfully he provides the ability that's right through um, the Holy Spirit in us through right. his pattern and example um, he and the work of Jesus were yeah. able to see and then able to um, be poured into by his love so that we can pour that out toward our spouse. So he yeah. makes it possible. He makes it possible. Yeah. Yeah. I think we discover that we're not enough, yeah. but Jesus is more than enough. Mm-hmm. And when we see the pattern, we see the example, we see the power of Christ's love toward us. I mean, I think about this, the most humbling and powerful force in the universe is the love of God expressed to us in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we see the attributes of Christ's love in one of the chapters uh, that we covered. Mm-hmm. And you think about the love chapter, chapter of 1 Corinthians 13, and we start looking at some of those um, uh, attributes of God's love, mm-hmm. and we think about <laughs> love is patient, love is kind, it is not jealous, love does not brag, it is not arrogant, it does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own. It's not provoked, it's not taken into account of wrongs suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. As we lead that, read that list, it's like Jesus is all of those things. Yeah. Yeah, one of our questions was, you know, which area do you fall short mm-hmm. <laughs> on that list? And really around the circle, we were all kind of like, um, all of them? <laughs> <laughs> when he's the standard, 
and we see he perfectly, you know, demonstrates and fulfills all those things, we realize really quickly, oh my goodness, like I fall short in all of those. Yeah. But thankfully, you know, the fruit of the spirit in us produces those things. And so, you know, we can, um, we can have some victory in that with him. Yeah. So this is what we're going to talk about today. And I just want to read this little paragraph to you because I think it'll set up kind of the deep dive, today's deep dive. Mm. This is what we read in our lesson this week. God wants to help you experience the richness of relationships that you long for, but it's going to come through a love unfamiliar to the natural world. That is through sacrificial love and selfless commitment. Mm. This is love as God intended. This is true love. This is the love that God models and the love that the Bible defines. Mm. So today, um, thinking about that principle kind of as our backdrop, recognizing our inability to love, we're going to do a deep dive on these two aspects of real love, um, which is sacrificial love and selfless commitment. Mm. Yeah. You know, as I think about going deeper with this topic, there's a lot of different um, characters from the Bible that we could look at. There's a lot of classic couples. Mm-hmm. One that really stands out to me in light of what we just talked about, that list from 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, mm-hmm. is the story of Ruth and Boaz mm-hmm. in the Old Testament. And we start thinking about Ruth and Boaz, it's very important to understand that their story is couched within some of the darkest times that mm-hmm. the nation of Israel had ever experienced. It's in the time of the judges that this story of Ruth and Boaz happens. You think about what characterizes the judges. In that time, there was no king, and everybody was doing what was right in their own eyes. Boy, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? (laughs) It sounds really familiar to where we're at today. (laughs) Yeah. And yet, in light of that, there's this like beam of light breaking through the dark clouds. Mm -hmm. It's like this diamond in the rough kind of story that reminds us In the midst of darkness, Mm -hmm. there's this story of hope. In the midst of really hard times, we remember God's love. Because Ruth and Boaz, you see the picture of their love story, is really a picture of Christ Mm -hmm. as our kinsman redeemer who loves us. And so we think about their story, know that it's happening in a time that was really, really difficult. Hmm. I know so many people who might be listening to this podcast, you might be going through a difficult time. Without a doubt, many of us, all of us, have gone through some level of difficulty as a result of COVID. And that has looked different for every family. But yet we've all struggled together. And um, I think in the midst of all the struggles we've had, the hard times and the darkness of what we're experiencing in this world, there is hope. And there's a beautiful picture of true love and what it looks like. A love that went first. Mm. A love that was selfless, a love that was sacrificial, a love that never backed down, and a love that went all the way. Yeah, I love that. That's a great, that's a great, um, important, I think, reminder of context because, you know, I'd forgotten that, that not only was the nation in a really dark place, Mm -hmm. um, but Ruth herself was walking through a really dark time. Yeah. I mean, so dark that, well, what happened, her husband, 
her brother-in-law and her father-in-law mm-hmm. all lost their lives, right? Yep. They all died. All died. Leaving Ruth and her mother-in-law and her sister-in-law yep. as widows. Right. And in that culture, that was not just a, oh, that's too bad for you. That was really, I mean, almost a death sentence in some ways. In some ways. Right? Their protection was gone. Their provision was gone. Their legal standing was gone. Mm-hmm. And they were in a foreign land when it happened. Right. They weren't even in... in yeah, a, they were in Moab. Yeah, their homeland. And so it was so dark that Ruth, or excuse me, Naomi, the mother-in-law of Ruth, said to the girls, like this is terrible Mm -hmm. and I will understand if you want to leave because you're young and you can remarry. Yeah. And one, her sister-in-law did that, Mm -hmm. took the back door, right? The open door, but Ruth didn't. Yeah. And so I always love that about this story um, because it, sometimes it gets painted as like this fairy tale in scripture um, because it is beautiful the way they fall in love and, you know, Boaz does rescue her out of this situation, but it's not quite the fairy tale in that, Ruth had nothing stacked against her. Right. <laughs> it is very much a rags to riches sort of it is. story. It totally is. It's almost like a Cinderella but better. Kind of story, but better because <laughs> yeah. it's true. Yeah, right. And I think one thing as we talked about that main point of sacrificial love that shows itself in a selfless commitment. Mm-hmm. Ruth was the epitome of that. Mm-hmm. You think about the opportunity to go back to her home there in Moab Mm -hmm. or have the choice to follow Naomi back to Israel, particularly Bethlehem, knowing that she was going to be a foreigner. Yeah. Knowing that um, she was probably going to be treated as an outcast. Knowing that um, there was probably no hope of having a family. Of having children, right. of having a husband. Which was everything. Which was then. everything. Yeah. Um, and yet she makes a decision to go with Naomi that was absolutely startling and incredible when you think about her predicament mm-hmm. and the future, the very bleak future right. that she faced. I heard one guy who preached on Ruth called her the Iron Maiden. Hmm. Um, because the decision she made was absolutely resolute, and she was not going to back down, not because of peer pressure, not because of her sister turning back, not even because of the tough talk of commitment. Hmm. She was willing to go with Naomi because she was willing to sacrifice, not just for her own sake, not for her own personal benefit, but for the sake of Naomi, mm-hmm. to take care of her and provide for her and go with her till death do them part. And that's literally what she says. There in verse 17 of chapter 1, Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. Thus may the Lord do to me and worse, if anything but death parts you and me. Hmm. That could be like a wedding vow right there. Seriously, you forget (laughs) that her commitment began with Naomi. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, she really committed to her first. That's right. After, you know, after she, the death of her husband and all that, like it was really her attaching herself to Naomi for life. Yeah. And you think about it, life was hard mm-hmm. and there was a famine and she is literally bottomed out in life and empty. Yet she threw herself completely upon the mercy of God mm-hmm. to be the one who would be her provider, be her protector. 
And all she had to go on was like, we've heard that God has been providing mm-hmm. in our homeland. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw all my chips in with him. Yeah, which again, she was the foreigner. Right. She was not, uh, uh, God was not her God. She right. married into this. Right. She was the outsider. She's the outsider. So that's even more remarkable right. that, that she knew enough of God through her in-laws, through her husband, mm-hmm. that you know she knew she could, I mean, I guess she really was a huge step of faith. She right. knew she could depend on this God that she'd been told about. Yeah. But it wasn't like she grew up knowing who he was or she was from Moab. Right. She wasn't from Israel. Um, yeah. And so, that's why she's completely dependent on the yeah. mercy of God, that God would be merciful yeah. toward her. Yeah. And we see that, oh, he was. Yeah. Beautiful foreshadowing, right? That someday mm-hmm. the gospel was going to be available his mercy would be available not just for his people, not just for the Jewish nation, but for anybody yeah. who would believe. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. And so you talk about a long, arduous, and hard journey in and of itself just to travel back um, for Naomi to that homeland and to go to a place that uh, Ruth has never been. Yeah. Um, to basically live a life as a beggar. I yeah. mean, they're going to be like hoping for scraps. Right. No occupation. Right. <laughs> it wasn't like women just joined the workforce right. with their degree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you think about risk. I mean, she literally risked it all yeah. on a very little knowledge of who God is, based little on the story she would have heard, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. from Naomi, from Naomi's husband. Um, but it was enough for her to be like, okay, I'll go, and your God will be my God. Mm-hmm. It's such a picture of, of, of faith and trust and um, turning <laughs> from the world mm-hmm. and turning towards God. And, um, and it's such a beautiful picture of, of, these, of these wonderful attributes of, of love as we just saw in, in, in red from 1 Corinthians mm-hmm. um, 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's just um, let's talk about this a little bit in terms of us today. Yeah. Right. Like we just, that we've just begun looking at the story of Ruth and Mm -hmm. Boaz. Um, but already we see the character in Ruth and we see this sacrificial love that she had. We see the selfless commitment that she was demonstrating. And I think, um, you know, in our world today in marriage, those are two things that aren't commonplace anymore. No. You know, marriage, cultural um, ideas of marriage really usually do not involve sacrifice. <laughs> Sometimes they don't really involve much commitment. Right. There's a back door. Um, and being selfless is often looked at as being a doormat. Mm-hmm. And yet in scripture, we see all of those things as virtues. Yes. We see all of those things as things that God prizes, that mm-hmm. he honors, that mm-hmm. he asks of us. Yep. Um and I think, you know, we have to be really careful the ideas that we let infiltrate into our heads about what marriage is going to look like yeah, and where we're getting the message mm-hmm. of what it's going to look like. Because when we look to scripture, this is what we see. Yeah, God values me laying my life down mm-hmm. for my spouse. God values me thinking of their needs before mine. That's right. 
Um, not that we don't think of our own needs and not that, you know, again, culture has twisted that too. Mm-hmm. This isn't just that, you know, we're nothing and they're everything. Yeah. But this is that we think intentionally about the other person, that we're not just consumed with ourselves, which newsflash is our tendency Yeah. to always be consumed with self, right? Yeah, that's right. So I think um, right out of the gate, it's just if we're going to do some honest reflection, we have to be really careful about who is speaking into our life. Right. And in particular, in these two areas, um, are we being, are we surrounding ourselves with people who agree and demonstrate this in their own lives and, mm-hmm. and prize this because God values it? Or are we so consumed with the culture that this message right here is already ringing, you know, a terrible noise in our ears and we don't like it? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely a, a, a stark contrast between what the world prizes and values and what we see laid out in the Word. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we think about marriage, I think we can come into marriage um, very selfishly. <laughs> yeah. And we don't really think about the things that are going to keep that marriage together because we're more in, we're more coming into marriage like, what am I going to get out of it? Right. What, how is this going to benefit me? How is this person going to make me happy? How are they going to fulfill my dreams and my desires? And you see just the opposite here in the story of Ruth and Boaz, mm-hmm. where the whole time all she can think about is someone else. Right. And not not Boaz. Right. <laughs> Naomi. Right. Right. I mean, she has an incredibly beautiful character mm-hmm. that is, is, is commendable. And, and, and highly valued yeah. in God's eyes. Um, and so when we think about, like, from Philippians um, chapter 2, verse 3, says, do nothing from selfishness or vain ambition, in mm-hmm. the sense, like, we're so consumed with our own personal interest that we never consider the personal interests of someone else. Yeah. And so here we have someone in a place of selfless commitment considers the personal interests of Naomi as more important than her own. Yeah. Even to the point of like, I don't even care about myself in this future. I just care about you. Yeah. And and so I I think it's 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 really neat that um, that God provided for her and and came through for her when she threw herself mm. upon the Lord. When she was empty, it allowed her to come to a place of being filled by Christ. And I think in our marriages, if we'll come to a place where we, you know, ask God, would you empty me of myself, of my pride, my selfishness, mm-hmm. fill me with your love, allow me through your Holy Spirit to love my spouse in a sacrificial way that shows commitment. God honors that desire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we got to come to an end of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of our questions in our, our lesson this week in our workbook why is it difficult for you to love your mm-hmm. spouse the way that Christ loves you? Yeah. Well, Christ loved us with sacrificial love and selfless commitment, and that is not our natural tendency. Bent. Yeah, <laughs> we're bent toward selfishness and self-centeredness. Mm-hmm. And really probably in our flesh not, you know, the opposite of commitment. Yeah. Right? We we're ready to run at the first sight of trouble. Yeah. Um 
and marriage holds plenty of trouble. <laughs> some you bring on yourself and, you know, some is circumstantial, like, for example, 2020. Yeah. We didn't all bring on COVID, but right. it sure came to our doorstep. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think as we kind of wind down here, the challenge is that we want to love the way Christ loved. Yeah. Right? We yeah. want to, and it's, you know, Naomi and, and Boaz, are, it's a beautiful story, but they're not the heroes of the story, mm-hmm. even though there's a lot to emulate yep. in what happens um, in the way God wrote their story. Ultimately, it's Jesus mm-hmm. who we look to, mm-hmm. right? And so he's the one that, you know, all we have to do is look at the cross to see sacrificial love, yeah. selfless commitment. Yeah. Um, and that's a high bar for us. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay... Like as a as a housewife living in 2021, what does that you know what does that look like for me? Right. And I think you know maybe what what would you how would how could we encourage our listeners today as we're just thinking practically mm-hmm. um, about real life marriages today? Yeah. Having just looked at this you know a little snapshot of the story of Ruth and Boaz and the greater picture of Jesus and the cross. Yeah. What do we do with that for today? Yeah. Well, I think um, in order to love our spouse the way that God has designed us to love our spouse in a way that's sacrificial, in a way that's committed, um, we need to die to ourselves so that Christ can live. Um, That it's Christ in me through his Holy Spirit that enables me to love in a way that I can't, but that he can in and through me. Mm-hmm. And I love like Galatians um, uh, 2.22, right? For I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and died for me. Mm-hmm. So within that, right, I'm crucified with Christ. It's now him living through me. And that's what makes possible um, to love in a way that Christ loves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's my encouragement to, to couples out there and even single people who are listening because you're in relationships as well um, with other friends. Um, and, and so to make those relationships work, yeah. whether it's in a marriage or in a friendship. Or parenting relationship. Or parenting relationship, yeah. whatever it may be. Um, when we're willing to be slain mm-hmm. in our pride in our selfishness, in our greed, in our worldliness, where we come to an end, God can begin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A humble and contrite spirit he will not despise. Yep, I love that in Isaiah. And so when God sees that we're willing to lay it down and, and, and put ourselves on the altar and say, Lord, not my life to be lived, but your life to be lived through me for your glory and for my good, would you... Help me by empowering me to live a life that's Christ-like so that you would be glorified and so that I can love my spouse uh, the way that you intend me to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. Um, you know, I think as as husbands, as wives, one thing that I was really struck with in this, this topic and this lesson is um, the beautiful privilege of being able to come to the Lord and mm. be real honest yeah. <laughs> because he already knows our inability, yeah. but he loves for us to get to that place where we can recognize yes. our inability, right? Yeah. 
Yes. And to come to him and say, I can't do this. This is really hard for me. But thank you that you're willing to help me. Yeah. And you can do this in me. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, you know, it's easy to maybe listen and think, well, okay, but I don't have a marriage where we really get along. Or I don't have a marriage where I feel like my spouse, spouse is worth being sacrificial for because mm-hmm. they're not loving to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I recognize that like not everybody's in a, in a great spot. That's true. And so, you know, I, I, I want to encourage maybe the person who is listening and thinking, this all sounds great in a happy marriage, mm-hmm. but I don't have a happy marriage mm-hmm. or life's really hard. And that's the last thing I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. Um, because that's real. And so I, I just want to encourage you that no matter where you're at, um, the Lord is such a safe place. He's really the only place mm-hmm. to bring all of this. Yeah. Um, because friends can help us. Counseling is great. I mean, there are other avenues where we can get support. But ultimately, our Father in Heaven is waiting and ready that's right. for us to take all of our burdens to Him mm-hmm. and to lay them down. And so I do recognize that this might be radical for somebody out there. Yep. Um, you know, I'm grateful as I'm looking at you, you're very easy to love. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, you are. Thank you for being easy to love. But I know that's not the, the case for everybody. Right. And so, um, you know, I just, I found such beauty this week in God's mercy and his grace that we can boldly approach the throne of grace. Mm-hmm. We can come to in him time in of prayer. Need. Yeah, in conversation anytime we want. Anytime. And we can lay it down and we can ask for help. Mm-hmm. And he is willing to do mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. He will do it. Yeah. And he will help us do the thing that is so unnatural, which right. might be loving somebody sacrificially yeah. because they've hurt you yeah. or they don't deserve it. Um, cause we haven't even touched on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just wanted to say that, um, because I feel like it's easy for us sometimes to view marriage through rose colored glasses, maybe. Right. Um, but I know that everybody's in a different spot or maybe you're a parent and you're walking through a really hard time with a child mm-hmm. and to selflessly love them is like killing you. Yeah. Um, and again, God is so ready to meet us right there he is. and help us do the right thing, but help us do the really hard thing. Um, and of course we have his example to look at. We've got all kinds of stories in the Bible to encourage us. Um, but we want to, we want to encourage you wherever you're at today. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think Ruth's story is a beautiful thing because when she entrusted herself to the Lord and just threw herself on the mercy seat of God, he came through and provided for her. Um, and maybe she had to wait a while for that to that to happen um and she had ex- she had experience and Naomi experienced a lot of hardship and trouble along the way but when you trust in God you'll never be disappointed that's right um and, and i think i just want to encourage those who are out there no matter what circumstance and situation you find yourself in um God is there for you and as it says in scripture a bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out that's right and not only did he meet her need, he far exceeded it. Far exceeded it. So he, you know, Boaz 
came mm-hmm. to the rescue. Yeah. He loved Ruth. He laid it on the line for her. Mm-hmm. He he rescued her and Naomi right. out of out of their plot. But even more than that, God grafted her in to the mm-hmm. lineage of Christ. Of Christ. As an outsider. Yeah. Again, not an Israelite. And he and a woman on top of that. Yeah. So like two strikes against her. Right. And yet he valued so much, right? Her faith. Yeah. Um, that he rewarded her by including her in the line of Christ. Right. That's that is who our God is. That's who he is. He comes through, yes, but he also is, he meets every need and then some. Mm-hmm. Things we can't even, we don't even know that we need, he knows. Yeah. And he's willing and ready to meet that need. So. And the fact that today you can read like in uh, Matthew, a genealogy, yep. and there you'll find Ruth's name. Yeah, the Moabites. Included right? in the line of Christ. Yeah. So huge. And, and so wherever you're at, let this be an encouragement for you today, mm-hmm. um, that God's love um, is 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 a powerful thing, and um, when we are empty, um, He can fill us. Yeah. When we are broken, He can heal us. Yeah. Um, when we feel like there is a separation between us and God, He has reconciled us through His Son Jesus Christ. And so in all things, we just want to continue through our podcast to point you to the Savior. Yes. Um, and I hope that this has been an encouragement to do so. Um, because it says there in, in, in Romans 10, those who trust in Christ will never be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how when we, before we kicked off Reengage, Pastor Brian gave us a great segue Mm-hmm. after one of Troy's sermons um, in First Peter. And he said, you know, Grace Church, we're calling you. Yeah. We want to call your marriages yes. to this, to growing. Yes. Um, and I think, you know, here in this first week, it's a big topic. It is. <laughs> Sacrificial love, selfless commitment. Like that's that's no small thing, but let's call each other to mm-hmm. that. Let's call one another to that in our marriages, but let's as as fellow believers, as brothers and sisters in Christ, let's call one another to this kind of love. That's right. Because this kind of love transforms not not only your marriage, but if it does transform your marriage, it'll transform your family. Mm-hmm. It'll ripple into the community. Mm-hmm. It'll strengthen the church. Yeah. And hopefully we will be the light in a dark world. That's right. Um, pointing back to the light of Christ. So, Just like we see this light in the midst of a dark time. Yeah. The story. Yep, absolutely. Well, friends, we want to thank you for being with us in this deep dive today. We hope you enjoyed swimming with us in the deep end. And we're looking forward to next week. We're going to jump into um, our next topic, which is brokenness. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> oh Buckle boy. up. It, it, it's <laughs> going to get fun. Yeah. We're going to get real, real here every week. <laughs> We are grateful that you were here. And Trav, do you want to just pray for us um, as we close today? God, thank you that in the midst of hard times and darkness, there's a light that shines, and that is the light of the gospel, Jesus Christ, that God so loved us, he gave his son for us, who lived the life we couldn't live, died the death we should have died, to rise again, to give us a life we didn't have. And that is for everyone. And so thank you for how the gospel transforms our lives. Um, that it absolutely can uh, alter 
uh, us from the inside out that we might be able to have relationships with our, with our spouses and with our friends and with others in a way that exemplifies the love of Christ for us mm-hmm. that is epitomized by sacrificial loving and selfless commitment. So thank you, Jesus, for what you have shown us, not only what you have shown us in the example, but also the power to live a life for you. In Jesus' name we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today on The Family Huddle. And we are wrapping up another episode of The Family Huddle podcast. As Travis and Stephanie mentioned, we are so thankful to have you join us. Um, And it is good to be back. Um, We were definitely enjoying a slower pace over the holidays and then kind of easing back into 2021. Um, But we are so excited to be with you and As always, we would love to hear from you. So you can message us, email us, um, leave us a review where you're able to pass this episode along if you feel like it struck a chord, would start a good conversation, was just super encouraging to you. Um, And as they mentioned too, we're just going to continue to walk through um, in conjunction with the lessons from Reengage each week um, and take it a little bit further, um, as they said, a deeper dive into whatever the topic is. And the hope is, married or not, um, we all are in relationships and interacting with people. And if the goal is to be more like Christ, um, I think we all can use a little bit of instruction and encouragement on what that can look like um, as we look at the relationships around us. So we hope that this is that for you and then for anyone you feel like passing it along to. And we will see you again soon.